Alright, let's roll, baby. So the question I ask these guys is, is if there's a deep-seated um, undercurrent of racism in Thailand. And what were you saying, Chuck? Well, I think that every country has racism. Um, without a doubt, there is no country without racism. But in this country, there is racism. But I think the percentage of the population that is racist is drastically lower than other countries in the world. And much less than the USA. So you cannot say this country is racist-free, but I think it's really low. You think it's more or less racist than in the United States? I'm just taking it in because I just came to Thailand. He's been here about four years total. You think you, you, you think disagree, it's, don't you? You think it's much less than the United States? Hell yeah. Listen, Hell in, yeah. in Thailand, they are not only racist against foreigners, they're racist against their own people. They discriminate against dark-skinned people. They are against. That's okay. And the bottom line is that while the average person doesn't really care about foreigners, they just they just want to they just want to go on their way and do their thing. They don't want any problems with them or anything like that. The problem stems from when the interactions are have to happen, like in tourist areas, when. You get people in tourist areas who are going, hey, you're in my country, you need to pay more money, or uh, you can't have this because you're not Thai, then there's going to be problems because foreigners don't like that as a visitor. They don't like to be treated that way, right? And then the thing is, is you will never be Thai. You will never be an equal to a Thai in this country. Okay? That's the thing. And what, it sounds so simple just to say it. Oh, well, you're not Thai. You're a foreigner. Yeah, you're an outsider. But when you really come down to it, it means a lot in this country. What it means is, if, if especially if you don't have much money, if you're, a, if you're some poor schmuck who's, you know, like living off of 20000 a month or something in the, in the upcountry, and you just barely have enough to, to get your retirement visa or something, and you have no money, you're going to lose every time. You'll lose some to somebody who's got a little bit of power, and it's not about right or wrong. It's about, are these people corrupt? Are they not corrupt? And while you could say that this could happen in the United States, I dare say that there are some safeguards in place to stop this from happening, and that there are repercussions, and there is recourse, where in this country, there is no recourse a lot of the time. So, yeah. Yeah, well, you just pretty, you summed up Japan. That's pretty much how Japan is. <laughs> yeah, there's racism in Japan, but uh, not not so much like you're saying how there's racism among people from different parts of Thailand. I don't see that as much in Japan, but like you said, there's no recourse you can take in Japan. There's no organizations or associations that you let, can... Let me just say yeah. this. I know a guy who he got into a car accident, okay? Um, he had... He had a foreigner in the car with him. He got into a car accident. He didn't want to drive, it was the guy's car. He didn't want to drive the car, but the guy was drunk, so he started driving the car. He drives the car, a tie hits him. He does 300,000 baht worth of damage to this other guy's car. The other guy had major injuries. He had like a spine injury. He's, he's unable to walk. Yet, okay, he can't walk. He's you know paraplegic for the rest of his life. And 
I don't remember how much they offered the, the guy. The insurance company offered the guy, but it was a pittance. It was something like fifty thousand baht or something like that. My buddy had to go to jail and post bond because the, the police were faulting him. And he was going straight, and the other person drove into the side of him and didn't give him the right away. Now, there was no, there was nothing he could do. He was just like, hey, this is wrong, I'll get a lawyer. And all he did was he paid to stay out of jail. The lawyer took care of everything, and fortunately, he had the money to pay, and he stayed out of jail. But his poor friend got nothing, and he basically had, you know, they flew him home eventually, and he's a paraplegic for the rest of his life, you know. Or I'll tell you another thing, now that I'm on the subject. I remember, I don't know how many years ago, it was maybe 10 years ago, uh, maybe even longer. There was a girl walking down Lamcompagne Road. Maybe you heard of this. There was like, you know, she was like a student or something, right? She's walking down Lamcompagne Boulevard on the sidewalk. And you know the, the walkways that go uh, over, that cross over to the other side. She's walking, she walks underneath the walkway and a piece of concrete fell off, it just broke off, it had like crumbled off and fell and hit her on the head, you know, knocked her out and she was in a coma for, I don't know how long, I don't know if she still might be in a coma, she's, you know, she's, uh, on, uh, she was on life support and they paid her family 30,000 baht. And, you know, the, the people who paid, I guess, Thai, were the, the Thai government or whatever, yeah, paid the Thai woman. And, you know, it was just like, oh, yeah, okay, you know, 30,000 baht. You know, for, for what? You know, the, the poor girl, she can't walk anymore. She's not going to have a life, and she gets a 1,000 bucks? You know what I mean? You're on your own here, man. Believe me, you're on your own. That's how Some, it feels. The yeah. reason for you, you have no problems, and I really have no problems, is because we don't really start problems with anybody. Okay, we stay out of the way, and fortunately nothing has happened to us, where you're just at the wrong place at the wrong time. But once that happens, then what? Then what are you going to do? I think you're that, screwed. I think this issue is, is not um, racism. This is about um, advantage, you know, that if you're a rich person in Thailand and you're really well connected, the higher you up on the chain, the more advantage Isn't that how it is everywhere? Is, I don't think this is like, no, but it's more extreme here in these I, I think there's these kinds of countries. You know, when he said, is there a deep-seated hatred? Right. I don't think, there's I don't think it's deep a deep-seated hatred. hatred. No, no, no. What I said is, is there an undercurrent of resentment or dislike for I don't think there is. Less than 5%. I think by some, yes. Dislike. Less than 5%. You with the percentages. You know, I think there is a, there's definitely percentage of people that they resent foreigners. Have, yeah. Haven't you ever got into it's a taxi? Really haven't you ever got into a taxi and the taxi driver just, he, you can just tell, he does, he just does not like you. Oh, dude, my taxi ride here. That guy hated me. <laughs> For what? I just wanted to shoot some video while we're driving. Oh, and he got pissed he off? A, he had a shit fit. Really? He had a shit fit. When I was about to put my camera on the dash, oh. uh, I don't know what he was saying. He was speaking in Thai, but I could just tell, I could tell he didn't like me. Yeah. Well, they want to know, well, what are you doing? What are you doing with that? You know, because yeah. I've had the same thing. But most of the time for me, they, uh, you know, I don't have that kind of a camera where, you know, where I usually use like a GoPro. I just use my, uh, I just use my iPhone and that's enough. But, um, 
you know, I've had people that went, no, fuck that, no, fuck that. But, you know, then again, in New York, I was in New York, and I was taking a photo of a guy selling, uh, selling Dorian. He had, he was selling Dorian on the streets of, of, of New York. So I thought, oh, what a great shot. So I started taking some photos, and then all of a sudden he runs out, no photo, no photo. I said, then get the fuck off the street, motherfucker, because this is not your street. Until you own the street, I'm taking photos. If you don't like it, too bad. What are you going to do? You want to yeah. call the police? Go yeah, ahead and yeah. call them. Yeah, yeah. And this, yeah. this issue with advantage, yeah. um, I'm willing to play the game of advantage in Thailand, so I know about 20 of the top politicians in the country, including prime ministers and stuff like that, and I'm a member of this club, Foreign Correspondents Club of Thailand, Okay. and one time the police tried to shake me down for a bribe, and when they saw the pictures, I showed them in my phone, the pictures with like generals and prime minister, they were totally afraid of me. <laughs> You know, they're just like, oh, so sorry, sir, so sorry, so sorry. You know, and then they saw this. Yeah, can you afford those pictures to me? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm with the people, though, so they saw that. See, but you know what? I and have, I've shown I them have to people taxi that drivers. I, I know one guy in particular. So I'm willing to play the game. Oh, okay. yeah. I know a guy. See, I'm not willing to. See, for me, I'm. You know, I'm I'm a different. I have a different personality. I love I love. And he games. likes politics and do I like for, me, for me, let me tell you one thing. You keep yourself if you think that those people are the answer. Uh, this is the not answer. the answer with everything. But you think if you think that they're the answer, you better never count on them. Well, because they will turn any, their back on you. Legal, I saying. understand that it doesn't matter. They will turn their back on you if it benefits them in a New York second. You know, yeah, and, and, and I've had that happen to me. And let me tell you something. I, you know, uh, I think you know I was contacted by uh, Thai immigration maybe a year, two years ago, a year and a half, something like that. And I was like, oh, I uh, wonder what they want. You know, did I do something wrong? No, 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 no. We're your biggest fan. We're your fans. I was like, really? <laughs> and they all gave me their card and everything. And I was like, okay. Oh, they know you? Well, they, they, they know of me from YouTube. So they called me. Whoa. Immigration called me and set up a meeting, and I went and met with them. And I was, you know, I was like, "Oh, I wonder what they want to talk about." He was nervous. I was nervous, and um, you know, I thought, did them. I do something wrong? And they loved me. They were like, "Would you make a video for us?" I was like, "Sure, no problem." You know? They wanted him to talk about the new rules for immigration, for immigration for and how you know, visas and stuff. People shouldn't be overstaying and stuff like that. Yeah. But you know, the thing is, is that a lot of people, you know, Thailand. Uh, you know, it's a double-edged sword because the foreigners who come here, a lot of them cause their own fucking problems. You think you yeah, think you're going to come here time. and live off of $200 a month or something like that, you know, like a Thai person could? A Thai person doesn't have to go get a visa. Nobody gives a shit if a Thai person is poor and he's walking around and he doesn't have much money. As long as he's feeding himself and he's not bothering anybody, nobody cares. Whereas here, if you've got no money... First of all, you're expected to have more money because you're from probably from a country that is generally, or at least until recently, thought to be wealthier, more affluent. So you need to be more affluent. If you're a poor schmuck only making 10,000 baht a month, people are looking at you like going, oh, my wife has said to me, I felt so bad for this guy, you know, he was walking along, he didn't have anything, and you know, he, he was like living in this little tiny room, it was a thousand baht a month, you know, like a Thai person shit room, you know, and, and I was like, why do you feel sorry for him? 
you know, there's a reason why you get to that point where nobody will help you or, you know, usually. And, and a lot of the time when somebody gets like that, it's usually because they have some kind of a mental illness or because they've been drinking too much or, you know, they've had problems. Like in Patia, that shit happens all the time. And yeah, guys do headers. Expats who were living homeless on the beach. Living on the rough. Uh, yeah. And, and they do have some resentments towards those kinds of people, but I, that's understandable. There's a lot of losers. I, no, I, I think There's they, a lot of crazy foreigners that come here in yeah. this country. I mean, and they, this country they've got, maybe the, they've got money. This country has the craziest foreigners in the world. Yeah, yeah look at the people who write the me. The craziest uh, white people in the world are here. Look at some of the people who write me. Come here. I mean, they're a huge percentage. I think 50% of the, of the white people that come to Thailand are really, either really funny crazy or bad crazy. <laughs> funny crazy or bad crazy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, listen. Maybe 60%. I got, I, this is a chapter from my, from my book that I'm writing. It's, it's just basically letters that people have written me. And then I just interject with uh, my comments and some of the comments that I... Yeah, but I mean, some of the comments that I made on, on YouTube, I might put in here where I might say, you know, like this guy, all the signs were there and, you know, he ignored them all. And then I tried to tell him and he, you know, he, you, could, you could tell by what he wrote, this guy didn't want to believe what was happening. This particular guy met a girl in Phuket on the second night he was there. She's, from, she's in a massage bar. Yeah. Now, he thinks it's a regular massage bar, not one with happy endings. She just happens to give him a happy ending. And he says to her, would you like to go out? She says, yes. They go out. They get involved. He starts sleeping with her. And then next thing you know, he's in love. She says she's in love. He brings her to Australia. Then she comes back. Then they're supposed to get married. They're at the, the wedding. And his mother is there. And the girl's father is hitting on the guy's mother at the wedding. You know, like like a drunk slob, you know, hitting on her. And she's like, you know, like really prim and proper. And she's like, ah, freaking out, you know. And then this girl is going, ah, shut up. You don't understand us. You don't understand Thai people. And she's telling him to shut up. And I'm like, and I would have put my foot up that chick's ass. You know, I mean, like, it's my mother. You know what I mean? Like. You're gonna allow that kind of thing. You're not even gonna say, "Oh, I'm sorry." Like a good Thai woman, a good woman, period, would say, "Oh, wow, I'm really sorry. Let me see, let me see if I can, you know, straighten this guy out and get him away from her or something." I'm really sorry. They would be apologetic. But in, in here, they're not. You know, a girl like that's not gonna do that. And it turned out this girl caused him so many fucking headaches. She, the girl, would be staring at guys in front of in front of him. You know, and the guy would go, hey, I don't like that you're staring at guys in front of me. That's not cool. For me, that's a, it's like, all right, you're out of here, bitch. You, you know what I mean? If my wife did that, I'd be like, hey, what the fuck is your problem? You know, that's disrespectful. You know, I mean, it's one thing if I'm not around. You can look all you want. But, you know, when I'm around, it's disrespectful, you know? That's and, why he should have dated her lightly for two years. Yeah. To see... And yeah, but they, they don't. You know what it yeah. is? There's, there's always get into a, no. But you know what? A, a boyfriend, girlfriend. There's always. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a reason why this happens, and it's all. It's almost always because there's an urgency, because the the men either have to go back home, 
or they can only stay for a limited period of time, or they're not going to be able to come back and live in the country. Then they shouldn't, they shouldn't get married. So they feel it's an urgent matter because they don't want to lose their girl. This is the girl of my dreams. I don't want to lose her. Come on, honey, you know, why don't we get married? And, and then it's like, wait a minute. If you were back home, and this was a normal situation, you'd be like going, I'm not marrying this chick. I want to get to know her. You know they what have I mean? To live, they have to live here. Yeah. You've got to live in here. In my opinion, you shouldn't even become someone's boyfriend or girlfriend. Like, like say, okay, we're dating exclusively for at least nine months. I, I won't even see. I, I hate all that. The, the percentages, the time frames, that's bullshit. Well, I don't put a for date me, on the calendar, but you have to For say, me, I look range. at it like this. If you don't speak their language, at least basic Thai, if you haven't been here long enough to understand, and I don't mean superficially, to understand uh, some of the mechanics in relationships or in Thai people in general, um, and you don't really know how the society really operates, then don't get involved with somebody. I agree, man. It's the same, you know, with uh, dating Japanese girls. Uh, and then I see these guys come to Japan, and they get involved with these girls that can speak English, and she has all the control in the relationship. Right, right. And she, further, furthermore, he's he's now in Japan, where unlike Thailand, where a lot of people can speak English, in Japan, not many people can speak English. So he gets further isolated because he's having a relationship with her in English. She can control everything. Because right. he doesn't, he doesn't understand Japanese. And, uh, I always maintain the advantage with everything I do. Yeah, everything I do, which is very high. So, well, yeah, no there's problem. something, there's something in Thai I called always maintain the advantage. in Thai. It's called Dai Priya, which is to have the advantage. I believe in Dai Priya, and, but I don't use some, it for something bad. And some, some good. older guy, some older Chinese guy who's involved in, in boxing told me once. Uh, you know about Dai Priya, and I said, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. It's to have the advantage. Always make sure in everything you have the advantage. Always. And what I always say is, like, some guy said, oh, some guy wrote me the other day, and I, I, it's a video going up today. He's bitching and moaning about how he was in Hui Hin, and the, he went into some place. You gotta hear this. He went into some place, and he wanted a, a Apple charging. Uh, Cord, you know, cable, and they they told him the girl told him 200 baht, and he goes, no, 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 that's way too expensive. I can get it in Bangkok for 50 baht. Now I bought it in Bangkok for 100 baht, but I don't want to quibble about freaking 30 baht most of the time, you know, unless I unless I know the exact price, and I don't really know, and it's a piece of shit, fake. A cable, it's not authentic, and they don't work very good. So usually, I only have it because I need it like right now, and I don't have a cable or something like that, right? So I just paid the hundred bucks. Well, what he did was, she said, "I'll give it to you for 120," and he goes, "Oh, I'm gonna go check around." So he, you know, okay, fine. He goes checks around. Somebody told him 400 baht. Then the guy goes, "Oh, I'll give it to you for 200." So he's like all pissed off, and he's like, "What is it with these people? It's in a shopping mall, and these people are trying to fuck me." We fuck Thai people like this? And I'm like, dude, they fuck everybody. It's not about fucking somebody. It's about trying to get the most money that they can. And they don't, they, they, un, unlike Americans where there's a limit and people go, oh, you shouldn't be making that high of a profit. Here, they're like, fuck you. I'm going to make every single cent that I can, every satang that I can. And it's this is a small business. We're not talking about uh, the mall where they have a set price on the glasses and then somebody screws you. 
and charges you more. We're not talking about that. We're talking about some place where there's a bunch of cables thrown in a, in a glass case and then there's no prices on them and they're getting whatever they can. And if you don't know the price, you're either going to pay what they want or you can negotiate or you can fuck off. So the guy got pissed off. What does he do? He goes into a bank and he's got to send some money supposedly to the UK. He, he tells the girl, I want to send some money by MoneyGram. The bank teller says, the internet is not working now. I can't send it. He goes, I knew she was lazy, that the internet was working. They do this shit all the time. Well, I don't know. I've sent uh, Western Union and MoneyGram, and I've had money come to me, and I've never had them do that. What they do is there's usually only one or two people who deals with it, and there are only usually certain times of the day when they accept uh, uh, money to send abroad or that they'll take the money in. They'll tell you, you need to come back at 10 o'clock or something like that. They may have just said, oh, this fucking guy's here, you know, uh, he's being difficult, let's just, you know, whatever. And the girl was like, oh, well, our internet's not working for whatever reason. So what does he do? He says, I want to talk to your manager. So the manager comes out. So the manager finally goes, all right, fine, you can send the, you can send, you can send the, the money around. Now the internet's working. And the guy was a dick. He was like, oh, so the internet's working now. And then he tells the girl, I know you're lying to me. You need to say you're sorry to me. You should say you're sorry to me. And he first he said it nice, and then he goes, you know what? This is bullshit. You need to say you're sorry. And she wouldn't say she was sorry. And I'm like, why would this fucking chick say she's sorry? You're being a dick, right? I mean, you know, like, just and let it go. What does he do? He goes to the head of the mall in the office, the main office, and tells them what happened. They go down to the bank. Now, the girl was just going, what the fuck, you know? And basically, they tried to force this girl to say she was sorry. Finally, she just goes, okay, sorry. And he goes, no, you, you didn't, this, this doesn't come from your heart. You're only saying it to be, to, you know, to get rid of me. Which, you know, that sounds like a fucking guy, something a guy would say to a girl. And a woman will generally do that. They'll say whatever you want to hear just so you shut the fuck up and, right? Yeah. Just so that um, you shut the fuck up and you'll leave them alone. So. That guy's crazy. He was crazy. So what he says is. That's why they it, have resentment towards people like it's, that. It's not good Which enough. Is legitimate. It's not good enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he goes, I but want like your name. Real racism. I want your name. She wouldn't tell him the name. And I go, well, that doesn't surprise me because a lot of times they'll just, they'll be like, I'm, you know, fuck you. I don't have to give you my name because at that point they're so pissed off, but they don't know what to do. They're freaked out, right? Because they're like, you fucking crazy foreigner. You fucking with me about this for what? You know, it's like, you know, it's not the proper way to handle. It's not proper problem resolution. In Thailand, you keep your yeah. calm, yeah. and then you try to deal with the situation. But if you get pissed off, it's not like it makes them scared or makes them go, "Oh my God, I better do it. I'm going to lose my job." This guy's like calling for the girl to lose his, her job, and I go, "Dude, if you think she's going to lose her job because of what you did, they, they're going to they're going to laugh. They're not going to fire this chick. First of all, they'd almost never fire Thai women, Thai people working in the workplace unless they really fuck up." And for something like this, they're going to be like, you stupid fucking foreigner. You're just being difficult. Her. They're going to defend her, right? Of course, with him, he's... And I, and I just went, I think you're, you'll see in the video if you watch it. I think you're being a prick, dude. You sound like a prick. If you were with me, I'd be like, let's get the fuck out of here. You're wasting all your time on this shit. For what? So that you can get a sorry out of this chick? It's like, uh, you know, you... It's like 
you know, you bang some chick and she doesn't come, and then you're like, how come you didn't come? You're getting mad at her because she didn't come. You know what I mean? It's like, what are you getting mad at? You know what I mean? Like, maybe it was you. Maybe she's having a bad night. Maybe she doesn't feel like fucking. Who knows? You know what I mean? But like, why are you getting upset about it? Because it doesn't do a fucking thing. It doesn't solve the problem. It doesn't accomplish anything. So this guy did that. And that's, like he said, that is one reason why there is some resentment among Thais. Because they get this shit. They're like, you come to our country and then you don't even bother trying to understand this. You, you just, you know, I mean, you know, you just trample all over us, and they can only take it so much. And there's cultural conflict. And with the taxi drivers, they're dealing with foreigners all the time. There's a big difference between, like, if you compare an extreme difference between Japanese culture and black American culture. And, like, there's Japan town next to, like, the black areas and cities, like, in L.A. and other cities. And they just, it's hard for them to get along. <laughs> I don't know, in Japan, a lot of Japanese, they take the hip-hop uh, no, but just because culture like into music, their own. Though, but I'm talking about, like, you know, black people are so open. You know, white people are really needy, but black people are so open. Wow. I think it's then, more Koreans that they have and, the problem they, than Japanese. Yeah, and they, yeah, they, them too. Yeah, it's both. But, but, um, <laughs> it's, it's definitely both. But the... So now you know our real feelings about all this. But I think when it comes to real racism, it's drastically lower here than it is in other countries, and definitely way less. How can you say that? They they discriminate against their own people. Yeah, they do. They'll they'll discriminate with us based on um, if we're rich or poor, but that's not racism. Um, my impression is like, that they, they, they think that all white people are rich. Yeah, yeah. But, but they think they you're an ATM. A lot of them think you're an ATM or that you were well off. And, and But by a lot of their standards, we are. You know, you have to understand that when when uh, the average wage, I don't even know what it is now, maybe it's 12000 baht. It's, you know, four, $300, $350 a month. And most foreigners that are making $500 a month think that that's a shit wage, $500 a week think that it's a shit wage you're making 500 a week and you think it's a shit wage but they're making 350 a month and they're looking at you going wow you make so much money and you know what I've had to explain not only to my wife but numerous times is you know you have to understand that the cost of living is higher you may go to you know it's like if you're in the, in the Florida Keys it might cost you two thousand dollars a month for a little apartment you know, whereas if you go down to Koh Samui, you might be able to find a place for, you know, for 10,000 baht, and it's not a big deal. You can find it all day long. So, you know, it's about the cost of living, and, you know, if you earn a little bit less here than you would in the United States, usually you get that value and in, in some areas, some categories, like rent, food, that kind of thing. But in other areas, I still think it evens out, and in other areas, you lose out. Like with electronics, uh, paper cars. products, interest cars, or credit cards and loans are really high. Yeah, cars are expensive. Yeah, they they you know they have import fees, and duties that they well like a charge. BMW Seven Series in, in America is about one hundred and ten thousand, but here it's like three hundred twenty thousand. Why they do that, I don't know. 
all the Asian countries. I think it's I think it's to prevent the middle class from being able to have those kind of nice things. That's just that's interesting. I think that that I'm has to be. I'm surprised that the rich people and the elite tolerate it. You know what I mean? Because they have so much power. You know, but a, a very high percentage of them all are actually buying cars without paying the tax. There's ways that. Like yeah. corruption. Very high percentage, but I don't know what that percentage is. Fourteen point three percent. No, I wouldn't be able to grasp that. <laughs> so if I buy a car, um, would I be able to sell it for nearly, nearly the same price that I bought it for? Probably not. No. Just like anywhere else, you, yeah. it depreciates almost immediately. Yeah, that I wouldn't. And especially with you know with ties, they want everything new. They prefer to have new, new, new. You want to get a condo, they want a new condo. They don't want to use condo. Yeah. They prefer to have a new car. Yeah, you know, a car. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I mean, like, I, I do. You don't know anything about photography, do you? I mean, like, you know, no, you don't really. Technical stuff. Uh, people like photographers. Oh, photographers. there's a very famous Japanese photographer. One in particular, his name is uh, Daido Moriyama, and uh, I think he lives in Shinjuku. Uh, but he's. Uh, He's known, he walks around like, he's a bit, you know, nutso a little bit, I think, um, from what I've read, what I've seen of him in videos. But um, he walks around with a little, like, little camera, little uh, Ricoh GR, it's called a Ricoh GR. He walks around with this little thing and takes all kinds of photos. It's all in black and white, all very grainy and dark. And he took this picture of a dog, like, you know, and the dog is just kind of like looking looking at him like you know kind of giving him this like what the fuck look and it became a very famous uh, photograph but um, yeah I mean you know the thing with Japan is that there's to me there's so much to see and so much to do and in Thailand I get bored I get bored with this place I've seen I've been just about everywhere in 20 years in you know, 21 years I've been all over the country and but, you know, things change. I could go somewhere that I haven't been in five years and it's completely different. You know, I mean, Chiang Mai now and Chiang Mai 21 years ago is much different, you know. But Japan is somewhere that I want to, I really do want to uh, check out. And there's actually this photo, uh, um, what do you call it, uh, seminar. I'm not real fond of the guy giving the seminar, although maybe he has something, he's big on social media. And um, and I thought about going there, you know, like just for that, because if I went to Japan, like to, to photograph stuff, I'd want to go. There are certain people that I'd want to go and talk to, to, to take photos with, and to show me where to go, because I don't know J Japan well enough to be able to walk around and, you know, know this is a good area for me to shoot, you know. And there's another guy. He has a website called Shoot Tokyo. Um, He's a foreigner. He's a you know an American guy. Shoot Tokyo. Shoot Tokyo, like shoot as in you know take photos. Shoot Tokyo. Very. Um, he, I think he works with Google uh, in uh, in Japan, and um, but he you know he's, he must be making some good money because all of his equipment is Leica. Everything he has is like Leica, 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 and you know he's got like you know seventy five hundred, eight thousand dollar camera. He's got, you know, $5,000 camera. That, so he's got a lot of expensive stuff. And um, he's a pretty good photographer, but he knows a lot of places to go. You know, and that's the kind of thing, like, here, I know where to go. But if I was to go to Japan, 
I don't know where, I haven't got a fucking clue. If I go to Cambodia, I got an idea. If I go to Myanmar, I got an idea, you know, because I know these areas. You know, it's funny, Scott, the first time I met you, for about five minutes, I felt so surreal, and I felt so strange, yeah. because I felt like I was watching his video. You know, but I'm in real life. Oh, and some I guy just felt like a deja vu, confused. Like yeah, he thought I was surreal. a star, a YouTube star. You know, it's just, it was yeah. just bizarre to I, it freaks he talks me out, the man. same on the video as he does in person. So I felt like I was. Yeah, but you know what? There's a, the there's, a, there's a lot like of the things. Twilight Zone or something. There's a lot of things. For about five minutes. It was a weird feeling. There's a lot of only, things. Only five minutes, Scott. There's a lot of things <laughs> in which, <laughs> in which. I'm completely opposite of how I am in the videos. In the videos, I'm pretty harsh on people, and I speak my mind, which I, I always speak my mind, but like, you know, with my kids and my wife, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes I, you know, I get, I, you know, I get on them about stuff, but usually it's for their own good, and it's stuff that they need to do, you know, I mean, like, they need to be disciplined about their homework, my kids, or something like that. That's about the only stuff, but I mean, for the most part, I'm like, completely opposite of what you see on the videos you know when it comes down to if there was a if he came to me and he said I got this situation with this girl or you came to me and said I really got this situation would I like completely bash you no now I might say hey dude you know you might want to wake up or something like that but I wouldn't bash somebody in fact I fucking hate doing the videos sometimes because I don't want to talk about this shit because it's not it's not all that I'm about I mean I haven't you know I haven't gone out looking for women in many, many years, you know, and I, I'm happy with my wife, so, you know what I mean, like, I don't live a lifestyle that some guys think, they're going to come here and they're going to, you know, go running around in the bars and go whoring and do this and do that, yeah, I don't want nothing to do with that, you know, it means, it means nothing to me, you know, so, I understand, some guy walked up to me yesterday, I forgot to tell you this, I was walking, I was, you know, doing my little walk around the, the whole mall. Sometimes I go for a walk and just walk around the mall, right? This mall? Yeah, I just go and just walk just for exercise, you know, I just walk because it's too hot out sometimes. And I saw this guy and he's with this girl and I, the girl that he was with, I was like, oh, uh, okay, she was kind of dressed kind of wild. She, I think she had like pink hair or something or she had some fluffy dress and I was like, okay, you know? And, I, and then I saw there was a guy with her and it was a, a Ferran, you know, a foreigner. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And I just kept walking. And then all of a sudden, the guy runs up from behind me, and he taps me on the shoulder. I have my headphones on. Hey, 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 you're the guy on YouTube, uh, uh, Scott, right? And I said, oh, yeah, yeah. How you doing, man? He goes, all right. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like your stuff, man. I said, oh, thanks, man. And then I just kept walking, you know. But, like, that always freaks me out a little bit, too. You, know? so, you get approached a lot? A lot? Usually maybe sometimes once or twice, three times a month, and then maybe not for... A month or two, and yeah. then maybe I got approached in Chiang Mai. I got approached in Khao San Road before some guy came. Hey man, you're the guy on YouTube. I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's good to know. Well, I'm just telling. The movie I was I talking about. Listen, I was just talking about a movie um, that uh, it was called. Uh, what was it called? Tangerine. That's the name of it. And it was shot in Los Angeles, and it won some awards. I don't know exactly which award, but some pretty prestigious awards. I think it went to Sundance, even. And what it was was they shot the whole movie with a bunch of iPhones. 
and it turned out you wouldn't even know that it was shot with iPhones. Now they use, uh, and I started using it afterwards, they use an app called Filmic, and actually I have a video where I'm recommending this app because it's so good. But they also use this thing, it's called a anamorphic or something like that, uh, like a little lens that you put onto the iPhone. Yeah. You put it onto the iPhone and it supposedly makes it like uh, for ready for big screen or something. You know, it like it, I don't know exactly what it does, but they 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 use that too on every one of their. They had like four uh, iPhones, and they filmed it using this filmic app. And the filmic app, what's good about it is, you know, you can set the exposure manually, you can set the shutter speed manually if you want to take a still shot. Uh, you can set uh, the white balance, you can set all kinds of stuff with it. So you can basically be in the dark somewhere and you want to set the, uh, the exposure and you can set it to where, you know, the darkest spot and then it will make the picture a little bit lighter. So you can customize everything. It's a really good app. And um, I mean, I'm happy I got it now, but I mean, I use that and I use a couple other apps that are, they really, this. yeah, yeah. Uh, what kind of phone is it? It's a fi iPhone 5S. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like... I have other things, but I just don't usually use them because it's so easy to carry the thing around. Do you know... Um... And I use a lot of film cameras, too. I might, have to, I might have to buy a smartphone, but I want to buy one with a really good video camera. Uh-huh. And I can't... I don't want to buy a... I want an Android, so... You want an and, Android? And I want something under $300. Oof. Uh, I would I just get a Samsung. Use one, second hand? Huh? Second hand? Yeah. No. What, uh, what? You want a second hand or you want a new one? If you want a new one, get a Samsung. Yeah, for Samsung, in that price range, it's the J, J7. I don't know. I don't fuck around with Androids. I hate Androids. I hate them with a passion just because I just don't like how they operate. I just don't like the whole... Yeah. It's not that I'm like some Apple fanboy or anything. Yeah. It's just that I like the way that the iPhone's set up much better than I like Androids. Yeah. I just find Androids to be a fucking pain in the ass. And, and they don't... To me, I like using like you know Apple products because Apple... Say what you will, there's a lot of good you know in Apple products. And... Uh, for me, they've been very. It's been beneficial. The, 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 the workflow is much easier than done on a PC. And I've had, you know, I just got my PC fixed. I just got a new motherboard because I shorted out the mother motherboard when I plugged in my uh, my uh, coffee maker from back in the U.S. And I, I thought I had a converter, but it was an adapter, and it sh it shut all the lights off on the bottom floor. I go up and hit the breaker, and my computer stopped working. So I was like, shit, fried my motherboard. And now I still have problems with the goddamn thing. And it's, you know, with the PC, it's like, you know, everything is just like apart from here, apart from there, apart from here. And you just slap it all together and hope everything works and there's no problem. Where with this, everything is meant to work in this particular machine. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not just, uh, you know, a, um, a, uh, a memory from here and and you know uh, a hard drive from here it's all meant to be for this specific machine you know so i like that but do you buy your electronics here in china yeah most of the time most everything i buy here and i don't want to but what are you going to do if you import it you're going to pay the import fees could i have a friend buy something for me and then bring take it, it out of the box and send it to me no 
you could, gonna, but they're still gonna they're still gonna check it. It's the only way around it is if you send something called uh, through a way uh, called Sol. It's surface air land. It's like the slowest way uh -huh. and one of the least expensive ways to ship, and um, they don't tend to check that because it's so slow and so. You know, I mean, they just don't check it very often. But if you send it airmail or, or uh, EMS yeah. or, you know, FedEx, FedEx and UPS, forget about it. They're going to charge no matter what. Okay. You're screwed. Uh -huh. And believe me, my mother sent my kids some clothes many years ago. She sent my kids some clothes, and they were the, the kids, it was their clothes. And because they were new clothes, even though they were for my kids, and it was like, you know, Boom, they, char they charged me something like 150 bucks on like a big box of clothes. I was like, you gotta be kidding me, you know? Yeah, it's, you know, they got you by the balls, you know? Is there a bathroom around here? You gotta go to the left, and uh, yeah, to the left, you can see there's a sign over there. Thank you, and I hope we've passed the addition.